Thank you for joining us today for this edition of Electri International's Think Like a Leader. We are so delighted to be with Tammy Livers from Sonapar. Tammy is Senior Vice President of Customer Experience and Sales Enablement. That sounds like a long title, but we know she's a Sonapar leader. So thank you, Tammy, for being with us this morning. Thanks for having me, Carolyn. I'm excited about our conversation. Sonapar describes its core business as the distribution of products and related solutions. So how do you as a leader prepare your distribution specialists to understand and evaluate how the market's going to interact with new products and new technologies? How do you make it happen? Well, it's a great question, Carolyn. You know, at Sonapar in general, we strive to be a culture of continuous learning at all of our operating companies and at Sonapar Management Group. You know, everyone learns and processes information differently. Uh, so as a leader, you have to really listen closely uh, to the feedback from your team, the feedback from your customers, and make sure that you're developing and implementing tools that they need to be successful out in the marketplace. Um, we use uh, specifically a learning management system um, throughout all of our operating companies and at Sonapar to deploy video training, to deploy um, our manufacturers training on new products, on existing products. Um, but we've developed other technology platforms to educate um, our associates as well. And then- no, oh, I'm sorry, ahead. finish, go ahead. I was just going to say nothing, nothing replaces the face-to-face -face or virtual face-to-face -face trainings and summits that we have with our vendors and our associates. You know, the partnership with our vendors is really important because we understand why they're developing new products, um, whether that's to answer code changes, to answer questions, um, or to, you know, respond to changes in the marketplace. Um, think about renewable technologies and all the new products that are being developed to really harness that um, that market. So, you know, it's, it's a combination of a lot of things, but I think the goal is to really listen to our contractors and to our associates and do something with that feedback they're giving us. Now, Sonopar is an international company. Mm -hmm. Do you see supply chain trends developing outside the United States that you believe will eventually have an impact on contractors here in the States? You know, we do. Um, and being part of an international company helps us in a whole lot of ways. In fact, COVID was a great example of, you know, us really feeling like we had an advantage because we knew what was happening in the European countries with COVID. And so we were able to, you know, kind of develop processes to respond here um, because we knew what was coming ahead of time. Um, but, you know, specific to your question, I think um, modular construction is very top of mind for us. We see that taking off um, across the globe. It hasn't taken off um, from a percentage of construction standpoint here like it has in other places, but we need to get ready for it. Um, and so that's that's been a big one. You know, we've we've I think even in terms of prefab, you see a lot more of that in the European countries than what's going on in the US today. So we do get a glimpse, um, you know, we get to see their voice of customer feedback that they that all our Sonapar operating companies gather from across the globe. And um, we get to get get ready sooner before before those trends, you know, really start to take off here in the US. Now, my understanding is that Sonapar USA serves as an umbrella. Mm -hmm. 
and it guides 13 different companies that are locally managed in the areas of electrical and industrial distribution. From your perspective, what does it take to ensure that these 13 companies are providing a best in class experience for their customers? Because ultimately it's a Sonopar customer. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, we really think that our model is the secret sauce, right? So the global perspective, the, um, the power of being as big and global as we are, translating to, you know, that local relationship, that local, local operating company. So we can do things like leverage technology, um, adapt digital, you know, adapt a digital enterprise attitude, but the onus is not on the local operating company to develop everything on their own. We can do that at corporate and then deploy it across all the Sonopar operating companies. So, but on the other side of that coin is the voice of the customer and that local customer, that's, that's it right? That's what needs to drive everything. So we, you know, we really depend on that voice of the customer in the local market um, to develop these, these, these big things that are going to move our company forward and, and create, you know, productivity for, for our contractors. You know, we hold contractor councils. Um, we do, you know, in a formal way, we get voice of the customer every day from our associates. They're out calling on customers or virtually calling on customers as, as the case is today. Um, and, you know, we also, it, when it comes to creating that local, you know, kind of presence, we also are very involved in the local NECA chapters and we're involved with, you know, Electri, as you know, and getting that voice of the customer and doing something with it in the local marketplaces is, is really, you know, what we think sets us apart. You mentioned COVID and some of the different things that have impacted Sonopar and every company because of COVID. Are you as a leader taking steps now to make sure that Sonopar is ready for business and industry post-COVID, which we know will come eventually. We don't know when, but we know that we'll get back. So what are you doing as a leader to be ready for that? What are you advising your distribution companies to do to be ready? And what would you tell our wider audience to do to be ready? So, you know, we've always always watch market trends very closely. We use a lot of different sources to, you know, collect data to kind of predict what we think the market's going to be, what vertical's going to be up, is healthcare going to be hot, is data centers going to be hot. And, you know, in, 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 you know, our job as a supply chain provider is to make sure that we have the right stuff for those market changes and those market trends, right? So, so the biggest the biggest thing is all the analysis that goes into our supply chain strategy. Um, do we have the depth and the breadth of the right product available so that when our contractors need something, we have it? Um, the bottom line is is if we don't, then then we lose, right? You, you know, we're not we're not the big back store that has limited you know you know limited products available, no breadth, no depth. I mean that's that's who we are. We service the electrical contractor, so we really need to have the right stuff. But to prepare for the future, I think, um, you know, we certainly think a lot of the trends that have happened or, you know, emerged more quickly during COVID, such as, you know, digital transactions um, are probably in a large part here to stay. So what we're trying to figure out right now, frankly, Carolyn, is how do we partner better with our contractors to get those digital technologies adopted? 
what do the contractors need from us in terms of training, in terms of understanding the impact that, you know, adopting these digital tools could have on their day-to-day business? And, you know, frankly, what digital tools have we developed that, that, you know, the contractors don't have any use for and would like us to pivot and, and, you know, really focus on something else. So embracing digital is, is vitally important for us. I think vitally important for our contractors and, you know, our challenges, how do we get the adoption in the market, you know, amongst our own associates and in the marketplace as well. Tammy, do you see your own distribution companies as being open to change? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. In fact, yeah, I don't think we really knew how agile a company we were uh, until COVID hit. And, um, you know, give you a good example, COVID hit in March and, you know, we were not a work from home type of company as, you know, most people weren't. And we were able to deploy 4,000 VPN licenses so that our salespeople, our project managers, our customer service people could work for home, from home and still deliver that excellent service that our, our contractors have come to expect from us. So that's just one example. And we did that in a two week period. Wow. Um, yeah. It was, it was pretty amazing. And, you know, we were all frightened. Every single person, I think, I haven't talked to anybody that said, oh, when COVID hit, I just thought, well, it's just another day. Um, so we were all frightened, frightened for our personal lives, our business interactions, what was going to happen? Was the economy just going to come to a standstill? You know, we all faced all these different challenges. And um, I would tell you, the number one thing that Sonapar did and why I'm very proud to be a Sonapar associate is, you know, it was the immediate response was how do we keep our associates safe? How do we keep our customers safe? So, you know, within um, actually within also a, a couple week um, window, we deployed a whole contactless curbside delivery system so that the contractors did not have to come into the branch, didn't have to expose themselves, you know, to, you know, people behind the branch and all that kind of good stuff. They could place their orders digitally. The branch people, you know, with masks on and gloves could come out to the car, put it right in their trunk. And there, there was, there was no need for a signature, but there, but we developed still a way to track um, that the delivery had taken place. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's been amazing to watch how not just Sonapar, but just, you know, it, the whole electrical industry, how well everyone's responded. Um, you know, what, what helped us a lot, Carolyn, too, is that video series that Electri put out, interviewing the contractors and the, listening to the contractors say, here's the struggle I'm facing today. Here's what I think is going to happen with my business. Here's what my end users are telling me or the hoops now that I'm having to jump through as far as, you know, extra insurance on the job site or safety protocols on the job site or my struggle to get PPE. Um, it was really, th- th- that video series was really invaluable to us to really decide how we were um, going to, you know, continue to evolve the solutions that we had in this environment. Well, you are definitely part of that Think Like a Leader series. And one question that we get asked a lot is, how do I identify leaders? How do I know who in my company we should be mentoring and cultivating because they have the right traits to become a leader, whether or not it's within that company or contracting firm or not? Are there specific traits that you as a current leader look for to develop and nurture upcoming talent at Sonapar? You know, I think from a traits perspective, it's all about resilience. 
And, you know, depending on what stage you're in in your career, um, that shows itself in, in, in various ways. So Sonapar as an organization really operates from the perspective that every single associate that we have is a leader in our company. And um, we have expectations and we have what we call this leadership wheel. Um, and we share that across the organization. And it's part of, you know, the components of this leadership wheel are part of our performance reviews. Um, and, you know, in that wheel, there's, you know, there's three really key components. One is adapt. So adaptability, we look for um, the, the ability to have an open mind, to change your perspective, to pivot when you need to. Um, dare is another component of that. And, you know, it's, it's dare to learn, to expand your horizons, to take a stretch assignment that you might not think you're ready for, um, to, you know, go from, you know, calling on one market to calling on another market and then adapt. So it's dare learn. It's well, it's dare learn and adapt are the three that we, um, that we really focus on. So, um, that kind of guides the overall principle. And then I think, you know, you look at functions, right? If you're a project manager, then, you know, your ability to, you know, really connect with the customer and ask those open-ended questions to dig deep about what the customer needs on the job site or for a specific project. So every function has, you know, changes a, a little bit, but, but those three, those, that leadership wheel really guides what we look for in our, our leaders. Has your involvement with Electri International had an impact on how you think about business strategy for Sonapar? Oh, absolutely. In a number of ways. So I've been involved with Electri um, for, for a number of years now and, and right. attended lots of the um, lots of the Electri meetings and the green challenges. So I think, you know, one, we actually utilize the research that Electri puts out. And some, you know, obviously some some of the, the research is, is more useful for a distributor um, versus a contractor, right? So, but the research that was done around prefab, for example, that guided a lot of the decisions we made about whether, you know, we needed to put a prefab production um, facility on site ourselves, um, whether we, um, if, the, if our contractors had prefab facilities, how they wanted service, did they want you know, us to, you know, maybe assemble some components and deliver assembled components to their prefab facility? Did they want bulk shipments of steel boxes and fittings and that kind of thing? But we learned a lot by, by you know, starting with the electric research and then building our strategy out from there. And then combining that with, you know, the regional differences um, that we have with the contractors across the, across the United States. So that's just, just one example of, of what we've done. But I would tell you, going to the electric meetings and being able to network with those thought leaders in the contractor space is invaluable. As you think about electric going forward, not looking at the networking side, but actually looking at the program and product side for electric, you would say to me, Carolyn, over the next couple of years, I really hope electric research will take a close look at. I think that, Carolyn, I would like to see the industry take a look, a more holistic look at supply chain. And I think that the more we come together and collaborate and look at processes, how they can be improved, how they can be streamlined, 
when we look at each other as partners, um, the better our, our bottom lines are all going to be. So that includes the contractor, the distributor, the manufacturer rep, and the manufacturer. So how do, and, and, and I know this is, you know, this is kind of an emerging thought that's coming out. In fact, I'm speaking at NEMRA um, in February and David Long is speaking at NEMRA as well to, you know, really start to drive this collaborative conversation. So I would like to see research that, that is um, a little less siloed and a little more, okay, what do all the players have to do with this piece of research that we're looking at? So more of an umbrella rather than one thing at a time. Is right. that what you're saying? Yeah. So An, so industry, an industry-wide umbrella to look at the entire issue of the supply chain. Right. So if, okay. if, if the research on prefab, for example, was looked at not only prefab and should the contractors, you know, uh, build a prefab shop? Should they buy their stuff already prefabricated? Should they outsource it? But if it looked at prefab from a supply chain, okay, let's take three scenarios. The con- you know, this contractor is going to build a supply ch- or build a prefab shop. Okay, so what do we need from the distributors? What do we need from the manufacturers reps? And what do we need from the manufacturers? What do we need them to do differently to make sure that this contractor's prefab shop is successful? Over the next several years, if, if you can share this with us, where do you see Sonapar's own growth in terms of its market and its geography? So I, you know, we are the largest electrical distributor on the planet. Right. And I don't think, I think one thing I can tell you in, in, in that I know is that we can, we certainly intend to continue to be that. Um, so, it, you know, in, in the U.S., we're, we're certainly focused on making sure that our reach is everywhere. Um, you know, we have, we have operating companies East Coast to West Coast. We have a national utility um, um, organization called Irby Utilities that services the whole United States. So I think you'll, you'll see us continue to, to, to grow, whether that's organically and, you know, expanding in geographies with, you know, current Sonapar brands or whether that's us out there, um, you know, looking for viable acquisition targets. Um, But we are definitely in the growth mode. What is the best advice that you have ever received in terms of being the best possible leader that you can be? So I've received, I've been in this industry a long time, Carolyn. So I've received lots of advice along the way. Um, I'm sure we all have. And, and I, you know, I certainly consider advice and feedback a gift. And, um, and I, I encourage everybody, you know, on my team to, to think of it that way too. But, um, you know, if you, if you think about what really in times like this, um, what we really need to do, I think, you know, being curious and being prepared to be amazed every day is, you know, definitely something that I, you know, I wake up and, and, and think about, you know, what's going to happen today. And, you know, if it seems to be a little bit of a mundane day, what can I go get into to figure out? Um, But I think as a leader, you need to, you need to build trust. Trust does not just happen. Um, it is, you know, you have to be actively engaged in building that trust. I think empathy is, you know, something that I work on every day and all leaders should work on. Um, you know, credibility, it's, it, it, there's never a reason to compromise it. And um, it's, it's, you know, it's who you are, your reputation. And, you know, it, 
is not only your reputation, but if you're a leader, your reputation is, you know, extends to the, the company that you work for. Um, and I think doing what you say you're going to do. So having that say do ratio um, is really, really important. So I guess, you know, that's a little bit of everything along the way, but, but um, really my guiding, my own personal guiding principles as I look to, you know, continue to evolve and be a better leader every day. Well, I'm sure that our audience who's watching this, whenever they get around to it, they are all curious about what it takes to be a leader. And you have certainly given us a great overview both from the standpoint of your company and the standpoint of the industry and you personally. And that's really critical. And we definitely, definitely appreciate your time. I've finished with our questions, but I want to turn the floor over to you. Is there anything else about Electri or for Electri that you'd like to add to our interview before we let you get back to your day job? Sure. Well, Carolyn, I, you know, like I've expressed today in our, in our talk, I think Electri is vital. I think, you know, keeping the, your finger on the pulse of what's happening and educating, you know, everyone on, you know, emerging trends. I think, you know, renewable energies, you asked me before, was another big one that, you know, we need to keep, keep cognizant of and figure out what our role is in that, um, that new platform or that new marketplace. But um, so I would just tell Electri to keep doing what you're doing. I love, I love the green energy challenge. I love the, um, the college NECA chapters and the involvement that um, we're encouraging, you know, having NECA be that, that conduit to attract talent to this industry. Um, I'm, I'm pretty passionate about this industry being just the best industry out there. And we touch everything. It, you know, it doesn't matter, you know, hospitals, homes, any building you walk into, we're a part of that. It's an exciting industry to work in. And um, Electri, you know, continuing to spread that message, I think, you know, I'd, I'd like them to, you know, not lose, not lose that. Um, you do a great, great job at that. And, um, you know, just find a way to continue to, to collaborate and, and bring us all together. And I think, you know, Electri does a great, great job at that. Well, Tammy, thank you so much for saying that. I know there are a lot of people in Electri who really appreciate your involvement over the years in a number of different roles and now at Sonapar. And we appreciate your time today and we wish you all the best and stay healthy. And we hope we get to be with you in 2021, not just on Zoom. So thank you so much. And thank you to our audience for staying with us this morning to share the views from Tammy Livers of Sonapar. Bye-bye for now. Thanks, Carolyn.